Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Ben's Confusing Sexuality. This is Hold Up. This is a show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Let's fuck! <laughs> I'll fuck anything that moves! I have a part of you with me. You put your disease in me. It helps me. It makes me strong. Let's hit the fucking road. We're giving the neighbor a joyride. Let's get on with it. Bye, Ben. Anyone wants to go on a joyride with us? How about you, huh? Hey, what's this? No smile for Frank? No? All right, fuck it. Let's go. Cue, Cue the, the theme, theme song. song. Here's to an interesting experience, huh? I'll drink to that. I, uh, found an ear. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. Baby wants to fuck you fuckers, fucker! You fucker! Oh, hey, 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 oh, Heineken, fuck that shit, Pabst Blue Ribbon! All right. Baby loves blue velvet is what we're doing today. 1986. Let's go back with the one of the masters maybe of insanity in David Lynch. You know Twin Peaks, right? That show? Everyone was kind of like, what the fuck is with that? This before that. Um, this was his third, I believe, um, kind of bigger movie, The Elephant Man and, uh, no, I used to know and now I don't. Eraserhead? That was 77. Yes. Thank you. And Dune. He did Dune, um, before this, just before this. And folks, whatever you think of the newer Dune movie, um, if you have not seen the original David Lynch Dune, I don't even know if I should tell you to watch it or not, but probably go find like best clips from on YouTube because it is a fucking train wreck of a movie. Absolute train wreck. Uh, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about Blue Velvet. I also so, feel like it's the same as the new one. So <laughs> I, I've watched both and uh, was very disappointed that the new one didn't didn't stray further away from David Lynch's version. I like the I new thought one. I thought the new one was infinitely more watchable uh than the old one. Yeah, I think they're both boring, but continue. <laughs> Go on. Uh so we got David Lynch writing and directing. I can't believe how many movies we've done recently with writer director combos going. So now yeah. this makes me want to go back and actually do a tally of hold up versus not hold up in the written and directed by category. But he did both. Um, and so we got Kyle McLaughlin, Isabella Rosalini, Dennis Hopper, Laura Dern, and some other people, including a very low-key uh, Brad Dorif, uh, who you'd remember as Wormtongue from the Lord of the Rings movies or from Deadwood. We He was amazing in Deadwood. Oh, my God. Let's just not be any two ways about that. Yeah. Um, Wow, we're digressing tons. 1986, 120-minute runtime, which I had forgotten. 
It was a two-hour flick, so that scared the crud out of me. That, besides the fact I didn't have high hopes for this movie, I thought it was... I guess I haven't seen it in a long time for me personally, and maybe you guys can share your kind of history with this one being an older movie. I would not have seen this until probably the 2000s uh, after I super got into movies because this just wouldn't have been one in my mom's collection. Oh, yeah, I just have this psychological horror with fucking rape and crazy shit going on. Uh, that's not what my mom sounds like either. Good, made made for six. Section. Good Judy. <laughs> made for six. Uh, pulled in 8.6 in the box office. So not the biggest success. Um, but it doubled. got some... No, it didn't double. Six to eight. Is, oh, was it six to eight? I thought I saw... Th- that's a 20% profit, 20, 30%. Hold on, I can my, do the math. I just heard the wrong first number. Uh, males. No, it's back. too late. It's uh, We got it the recording, back. man. I'll just edit out any fixes that you do, and you'll look like a fool. Um, so, yeah, this wasn't huge in the box office, but it got some critical acclaim, uh, including a Oscar nomination for Best Director for Lynch. So we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. That, yeah. is, that, that is, is shocking. <laughs> shocking. This movie is shocking, but that fact is also very, very shocking. And I think looking at the timing of Blue Velvet, he must have met and then married uh, Rosalini as part of this film because that is indeed his wife to today. Who is? Um, who is married to who? David Lynch and Isabella Rosalini. Oh, sorry. They were together for a five-year stint. I guess they're not married anymore. Um but it looks like they were together from 86 to 91. Just random facts thrown around on the interweb. So, I mean, this movie came out in 86. They got together in 86, maybe. You know, maybe they started hooking up. I could see how you'd be insanely attracted to her uh, after watching this movie. Um, probably be a bit of a different experience working with her and guiding her uh, as a director through this movie. Um, have we said how fucked up this movie is? It's There's some super fucked up fucked shit up. going on. And I'll just do a quick synopsis. There is a college student who meets the girl next door and um, finds an ear on the ground. And he just gets so curious, he can't let it go. And it leads to him meeting a lounge singer uh, who's run into some troubles of a... I I guess you call this guy a gangster. I guess you do. Runs into Frank. I guess he does like stuff and rips people off for money. He just... Frank's got some problems, um, uh, and we'll talk about his problems. But anyway, he's a bad dude. He's kidnapped her husband and child, and she's like being held as basically a sex slave of sorts, a sex slave plus. And when this movie is all about the psychological horror, she's the recipient of all the psychological horror. Maybe a little bit to Kyle MacLachlan, but only a little because uh, the rest is all going to her. So uh, Kyle, um, after getting tied up in all this shit um his name's jeffrey actually not jeff he always says jeffrey um can he help her and then can he help himself and what's going to happen with the uh local hot blondie who he's trying to not really woo but keep in the back pocket in case things with the lounge singer go to shit which they do and her dad's a cop and the worst actor in the movie. Yeah. So that's Blue Velvet. I guess they try and figure all that out. And just Frank is so psycho. It's kind of the cornerstone of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, find, I find you get used to the acting in this movie. But it is the the, the acting in uh, other than Frank and maybe uh, a couple of other characters. 
I find that the 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 main characters feel a bit wooden. Their yes. performances all feel very uh not real. Boring. Yes, not real. The dialogue is not good. It's not yeah. it's, it's not it's not acted well. It almost seems like it's all rehearsal or something that they filmed. Yeah. No one was there was enthous- there's no enthusiasm in in, in uh the characters. No, it's very red and reacted to and and responded to and and very like wooden is not a bad way to describe it. It just none of it ever seems like it could be real the way they talk. Yeah, now that's true. Now, don't, my daughter's not involved in this, is she? Okay, because my daughter better not be involved in this. Okay, like nobody talks like that. If his daughter was even at the hint of danger. Like daddy's little girl and she's like in her sundresses little blonde. Like that dad as a cop is gonna be so overprotective, you get none of that from him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Even. um <laughs> the whole part, like it, the worst is when he gets the ear from the kid and yeah. he just has no reaction to it at all. Like He's zero like, oh. reaction. Yes, there is a ear in the bag. Yeah, he it's gets like a brown paper like, bag with an ear in a human ear in it and he doesn't, you're right. Yeah, it's like if I was like, oh, I found this key in, in your backyard. And he'd be like, oh, okay, thanks for that, that key. That is a key, huh? Yeah, yeah. oh, weird. You I wonder where that goes. greasy bag. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? That's an ear, bro. Yeah, And it's yeah. a fucking a, a kid, a college student that's banging your high school daughter. Yeah. He was acting like he gets an ear in a bag every day or something. And uh, that was very yeah. weird. And then um, even the dialogue between him and his family, the one grandmother of his or aunt or whatever, she actually has some inflection in her voice. But everyone else is talking in really, you know, the tone is very like this. It's. I find it's everyone to be fact. really underwhelming except for Frank. But and he Frank is so is over the up. top. <clears throat> yeah. He's turned up too much for me. Well, and I know it's Dennis Rosalini Hopper. Is also oh. good. Well, not good. I'm not saying good, but she's up there as well. She's she at least up fits. to the opposite direction. Like she's she's almost like too lame. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> she she at least fits because she's so out of her mind, and I get like she reeks of crazy like. They, the, the, the phrases don't stick your dick in crazy. She just reeks of that. Yes. But it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult because um, you should feel pity for her because her husband and kid have been kidnapped and she just wants them back. But she seems like actually fucked up. And it, it I can't tell if it's because of her ordeal or if she's just always been like that. And so oh, she it, it limits the compassion. Yeah, it limits the compassion I feel for her in a weird way. I should be like really struggling for her. But she has an accent, I struggle for her more because she seems like she's like mentally disabled. And so yeah. then all of a sudden I look at her husband like he's an abuser. Like, who's this guy to take this woman? She clearly can't fucking do things for herself. Like, like you know care for I mean? her own kid at the end? Because yeah. I think both you and I, Brent, were like, I feel nervous for that kid at the end of this movie. Not happy that she got her kid back. No, you do. She doesn't ever act like a normal person. No. And again, like once you see how crazy Frank is, that should click and make sense. And it sort of does, but then it's just it's messed her up so bad that when she's not with Frank, she still does insane things. Um, she does. She becomes Frank when he's not around. She yes. with Kyle McLaughlin. What's his name in this movie? Only at first. Jeffrey. Je- Jeffrey. She 
Yeah, but right away at first, though, she finds Jeffrey in her closet and, like, makes him strip naked and kisses his chest. And and then and then threatens to she cuts his face and and threatens him and then asks him if he likes it because um, she clearly has a thing about it when Frank hits her that she gets off on it so she's wondering if he gets off on it too I Hmm? think I don't know the smile she gives when he when he corks her she smiles her chip tooth she's like smiling like passionately she puts her head back she puts her head back and smiles. It should it should have but been it, it that might like be one of those things where the where the pain is the release, right? Maybe. It, it, well, she asked yeah. him to the, hit her too. No, and he does hit her. Yeah. He she asks Jeffrey to hit her and and she is and then they have like crazy when he finally does hit her is when they finally have passionate sex. Yeah, and it's it's weird. Yeah, it's all weird. It's all it's all very weird. Cause she like I thought maybe she would have a plan, and it seemed like that. Like, oh, this young guy is here, and he somehow seems taken with me. I'll use him as a means to escape. But she doesn't really. She like sees him as a savior, but but still partner material. Like she doesn't want to run away with him. He just comes by, and they bang, and it's comforting for her because he loves her and she likes that. I, it, it's weird. I mean, it's her weird. Husband and her kid are gone, and she's yep. off fucking and and falling in love with this other guy. And I'd like to circle back around on the part where I don't think she's like fucking all there with that statement of, uh, he put his disease in me. She doesn't seem yeah. to be aware of really anything or where no. she is. Like, no, this like that's crazy. And she's not being drugged. This movie. No, she's not being drugged again. She's been through an insane ordeal and who's to say how people actually react. But I think just as movies have become a bit more savvy, there'd be a bit more consideration into her and how she acts and, and how she is with Kyle. Cause yeah, she, she straight up repeats Frank's behavior with Jeffrey, uh, even saying like she, she asks him, do you like it? Do you like when I act like this? And I think she's expecting, she wants his answer so she can tell like what normal people would say. Cause she's not in a normal situation. And he's like, no, but then I'm unsure what she does with that response. Like, shouldn't that be a wake up call? And she's like, oh, my God, what have I become? But instead, she's like, lay down. Don't look at me. At least I find her characters consistent <laughs> throughout. Um, yep. Because she's consistently crazy. But the Kyle McLaughlin character and the Laura Dern character are both terribly inconsistent. Both of them seem like really normal, boring, small town people. And then just out of the blue... He he found the ear, so that okay, fine. He found the ear, but like based on him finding the ear, he then decides to break in to to, to pose as a pose as a uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, Sprayer. A, yeah, but uh, yeah, to to pose as spraying her apartment for bugs to to open up a window so he can later sneak inside of her apartment so do a B and E on a total stranger so he can find out more about her but he he seems like the most boring person in the world so the motivation for him to to do these things is not there at all He's he doesn't seem like the type of person of that would ever do these things he also hmm? had to drop out of college <laughs> to take care of his sick father and so like that was like required so much of his effort that he had to move home right yep yeah. But then he has all the time in the world to do everything but take care of his dad until the end of the movie. We see yeah. him in the very beginning, and then we see him at the end. 
In the meantime, his whole, like, like it seems like it's just thrown in there, in which case, why put that in there? It's so shocking with his dad, right? Because, like, his dad's trying to talk and, pl- and plug his mouth hole when we first meet him, and he's like, starts to cry. And, it, like, in, in most movies, that would be such a powerful scene that you could use, and you'd be like, oh, wow, like, the dad's going through so much. But if this movie's about the son, I can also reflect on how that must be making him seal to see his dad in this, like, weakened state. Yeah, How's right. that going to affect him? But like, it's like then no, we just did that for shock value, yo. Did you feel bad? Because now we're moving on to ear finding, and 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 there's nothing ever like none of his issues are daddy issues. It's crazy. Like you don't go from like I want to see the apartment building. Fine, maybe we'll catch a glimpse of the lady. Fine, not like oh next steps B and E. Yeah, if you no. would have if you would have set his character up to be a completely different character that that was more of a wild card and then Laura Dern liked him because he was exciting that would have made more sense but instead it just seems like everything he does is completely out of character for him so none of it seems believable her going along with it also seems completely out of character for her even though she's like you know the daughter of a police officer and so maybe he's strict. But once again, it just she goes to lengths it doesn't seem like her character would go to with him. Yeah. So yeah. the whole story from there is like null and void. Because Here, we're now following unbelievable characters. The the most believable characters are Frank and Isabella Rossellini because they're just consistent <laughs> throughout the whole movie. Like yes. they're always crazy. Like every time you see them, they're crazy. There's nothing to indicate they're not crazy. So, yep. so the story should be about them, actually. Well, and to tell you the truth, I um, I feel like I've met people more closely like Frank than this kid, because this kid couldn't be more milk toast, man. Yeah, he is. It like, doesn't make any sense. He doesn't make to have his demeanor, what his apparent like straight edge background but then he's doing these things on screen. It's just my brain is like, no. It's not that my brain is screaming stop like in some horror movies. It's like, no, don't do it. Oh my God, what's going to happen? It is like, what are you doing? You're a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. And that that's, I mean, that's not where I want to be with this character I'm supposed to kind of be following. Think about um, Manhattan murder mystery, right? And like Woody, Har- or Woody Harrelson, Woody Allen, does these same steps where he goes through to like basically break and entering into his neighbor's place, but it it feels more believable than this. Like Even, the way that yeah. this guy does it, just all of a sudden he's gonna be a bug fucking guy. Like that plan is so shit anyways. It would and have then been he better if he sprays like was. a little spot in the kitchen and then goes away. Yeah. There was I no he, he could have had it. He could have had it as a summer job. Like, cause he's home. I got to make some money. I'm, I'm a sprayer. You, and you'll never believe it. I'm spraying that apartment building next week. And then he gets in, he sees the opportunity for the keys. He grabs them and he's out. It's way better than go. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that bad. evil thing. Another it's a little good, bit coincidence, but whatever. Another good the example is where movies are found, right? Yeah. Another good example is that Steve Martin, um, and uh, Martin short TV show that the, the that's Only much murders. more believable Only than in the building. Yeah. That's much more believable than this as well. Like it, it's just bad writing. The screenplay is not good um, oh God. enough. Oh, my to, God. And the directing, how was this movie? I think we talked about how bad the directing and editing was in this movie. How was yeah. the directing nominated for any award whatsoever? Never mind an Oscar. 
The director is terrible in this movie. Uh, little things like going into the underground with the bugs and some of the the opening framing shot, like some of the stuff is is fairly fairly standard. The bug stuff was a little cool, I guess, but there was like a glimpse of one or two neat tricks here and there. But overall, I, this movie was so dark. It's um, flat. It's 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 it's, it's, it's not, boring. Like yeah, it's so it doesn't, flat. Yeah, it feels very uninspired. There are scenes in the movie. That we can talk about, like the the scene where the woman is dancing on the hood of the roof of the car, and they're beating up, they're beating up Jeffrey, and he, yeah. Frank is screaming at him that that he is that he is putting so much weirdness into a shot, such a crazy visual. He does that a couple of times in the movie, but. I don't find that's the directing though. That's just the shit happening on screen. It's not <laughs> yeah. like it's no, not done in a way that draws attention to it. It's just happening. It's like what? Yeah, there's it, a difference between an interesting scene and good directing. Yes. Yeah. Just, like our scenes interesting. Of... That scene's very fear and loathingy, which I think is what makes it charming. That woman dancing on top, like it's all very like kind of surreal. I don't know if I yeah. find it charming. I just it's just bizarre. I mean, it's I find very it charming bizarre. in its art- artistic nature. I don't find it artistic or charming in the way that it's uh, a pleasing and yeah. yeah. And he does the same thing in a couple of other scenes with where they go visit Ben. Uh, yeah, and ben, ben sings. Is a great character. Yeah, and Ben sings and stuff. And um, Ben, Ben, I wasn't sure about Ben again this time until he punches Kyle McLaughlin in the stomach. And then I was like, okay, I like Ben. Uh, ben yeah. yeah. Cause that, you were even saying, I think you were like, <laughs> Ben doesn't seem like the kind of guy to do business with Frank. And yeah. then Ben socks him and you're like, oh, okay. Ben's a prick. <laughs> well, then and you then find you out that Ben's ben the guy holding the kid. Of accounting fucking staffers <laughs> yeah. are fucking kidnapping the, the husband and the kid. Yeah. That These makes him totally look like fucked. they do the books and they were just like told to work the weekend. Ben, once again, Ben's character, once again, is a more believable character than the, the, the parents, the cop, Agreed, Kyle McLaughlin, yeah. Laura Dern. Like all of the main characters in this movie are completely unbelievable, and all of the the what well, characters are crazy are believable, which is which is maybe the only interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, I think because we've all seen crazy, but we're not as familiar with it intimately. But we all know normalcy in a very intimate way, so we're able to 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 you know just to see the the fucking sketchy acting in that. Yeah, I think it's also crazy because is always the easier job, right? I think like it's also because for that. Come on. Yeah, I think it's also because people aren't so black and white and we know this now, like yeah. even the most unassuming person has has flaws and defects and quirks. Yeah. And and the and none of none of the characters, the main characters have any of those things. They're just this simple people who talk like this and they're very. Well, and this action should be that for McLaughlin, right? This yeah. action should be that other side of him, but it's never it's never done in a way that gives um, any 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 hint of it to his character. It's yeah. just, it's just he's it's everything he does spills against these actions that he's doing. And he should be giving us something, a hint of his darkness, a hint of the something. danger in him, right? He, like I can he, tell he's obsessed with her, but 
I don't understand why. Yeah, I he, guess. He needed something. His character <laughs> needed to be set up with something to prove or whatever. Like, the only things that are believable to me, once again, are that he is sleeping with Isabella Rossellini, this older woman who is who is who is very very um mentally distressed and yeah. he's also <clears throat> trying to woo Laura, Laura Dern's character but that also just makes him a dirtbag yeah. the fact that he after he sleeps with Isabella Rossellini he kisses Laura Dern yeah, yeah and tells uh, her and he a, loves her and yeah. tells her he loves her is very kind of also making doesn't make me like his character I no, feel no, like he's a piece of shit. He's not likable. Like he's think a about jerk. Fucking Rossellini has like an IQ of thirty-five, <laughs> and he's like going for her. it. Doesn't make Super sense. Super into like, it. Well, that's the, the fact other thing that he I would said go too. for her instead of Lauren Dern too is a huge red flag on his character. Because the fact <laughs> it's like Laura Dern is not only sane and rational and like has a potential for a future. Rossellini is dangerous and arbored and. All the stuff. She's he tries to by fuck danger. her after she's been raped. Right after she gets raped and yeah. they leave. He's like, oh, I'm going to comfort her. And, oh, yeah, I don't mind getting a little bit of this. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's yeah. very... It's very. I mean, you could say that he's so young and inexperienced sexually, but like, it still makes him a dirtbag. Like, all of the I, things he does with the women make him a dirtbag. The fact that he would continue to pursue... Laura Dern when he's in a sexual relationship with a person like Brent said who is like like I think I commented that it would be like a, with him and Rosal uh, Isabella Rossellini it's like a professional boxer fighting a little person with a broken leg like it's not a fair fight he's taking yeah. advantage of a person is what he's doing he's yeah. taking that's advantage how it kind of seems yeah that's how it seems and she's a prisoner her family is kidnapped and she's she's being abused by this uh, this man and then he's taking advantage of her is yeah. all i can see cuz <laughs> like, it's not i don't think does he ever say i need to help her like i want her to get her son back he just keeps showing up and trying to and they fuck and then that seems to be he what he wants he tells I've Laura heard, Dern that that sh what the situation is and that he feels bad but for that's her. not why he's going back we can no, see that every time he arrives he's yeah. obsessed Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and it, that's just He's really, getting laid. It's weird. Yeah, he's getting laid, and no matter how inappropriate... A lot of people... So here's another thing, is if you look up this movie, you will see all kinds of psychoanalysis of how brilliantly written this movie is for the human psyche and blah, blah, blah. And one of the things you will read is that this movie is about sexual awakening and Jeffrey coming into his own sexual own when he hits her and it's so empowering and blah, blah. It's like, what the fuck? He doesn't even look like he enjoys that. So like it, it, it's, it's strange. He has a nervous beyond breakdown belief. about and, it. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I don't think that any of this movie was written like where uh, Lynch was going regular to a psychologist and being like, okay, so this is the scenario. This woman's been like this for three years. Could this happen? And how would this guy react? And it's like, no, he's going to fucking see them banging in the closet. And after she gets raped, he's going to come out and try and take advantage because that'll get him all hard. And then he'll cry about it later because it's convenient. It's like, why? Why? So I don't get the sense that there's like supreme intelligence behind this script. Like it really is from my perspective the structure of this movie is like so wackadoo it takes so long to get going and never gives you enough payoff to justify no. it um 
so yeah, I really think that um, this movie is just all driven from just having fucked up things on the page. And I think his first cut of this movie was like four hours. Um, Jesus. And so he had to pull it way, way, way fucking back. There was more violence and more other stuff, but it doesn't need it. This movie needs so much less. Yeah, if you made this less, into a yeah. ninety-minute movie and not spend so much fucking time in in La La Vanilla Land, like you got to get into the darkness land a bit, like a bit quicker, and and just get to the point and get it done. Yeah, if we saw less of of the Kyle MacLachlan and Laura Dern relationship, yes, it, he his character might make more sense if we just saw him doing things but n- never had conversations with them. Because yeah. his his conversations with well his conversations with the police officer with with anybody, even Rosalini doesn't make him seem like he'd be the character to do any of the things that he is doing. Yeah, no, the characters just aren't well written in that regard. I mean, as far as their motivation, and, and then the actors them, couldn't do anything because they had nothing to to work with. Yeah, the well, music even, is bad too. Like the music, the music is, is some of the worst so music. Um, um, you call this movie Blue Velvet you get one scene where someone sings Blue Velvet not three yeah Yeah, that's fair fuck you also Isabella Rossellini's character as when she's on stage is not good she's not a good performer she's not a good singer that would be her one and only opportunity to do that and then they would be like sorry we're gonna get someone else like no one's showing up at her show <laughs> night after night after night she has no charisma none none no. none this, she has charisma off stage <laughs> you think but so? not on stage well i mean she <laughs> didn't see any, anywhere in the movie um, Israel rosalini seems like she's um on volume or something to me all the time well she you know talks what I mean? She talks in wisps. She talks like this. She always talks with yeah, very, very wispy breathless, voice. Man. She's a but, but yes. she's got passion though when she speaks. Like there's a passion behind her that uh is fucked up. Like very fucked up. She's a sparkler, a, as I call them. <laughs> like I, I wonder if uh, a sparkler and you're always going to get burned. <laughs> I've dated sparklers. Um, before I, I, I was aware that that that's what they were. And now you wear oven gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if like Laura Dern could have been pretty much cut from this movie altogether. Because if this movie was about Jeffrey who meets the wrong lady and then all of a sudden runs afoul of Frank and then feels he's like bound between some weird obsession with her but also kind of wanting to help is his excuse to stick in her life and things go too far and within 90 minutes he shoots frank in the head coming out of the closet yeah which is not an unsatisfying end for frank and and all that shit right like weird as that whole end scene is with the fucking yellow man just standing there with some kind of crazy head wound we don't know how he got it and then also we never get any confirmation of any of that shit no. Why is Ben it, killed? For a while, it looks like um, it looks like Laura Dern's dad is in on it because his partner is the man with the yellow coat. Correct. That's right. And yeah. the man with the yellow coat is clearly involved with fucking yeah. Frank, and Frank's a bad guy. And so that what mustache the fuck man is, is happening. That mustache man who they have photos of is clearly Frank. Some it's fucking oh, yeah. detectives. I don't know who this man is. Damn it. 
Yeah, we're chasing Frank. in the building, and this other guy, the same height and basic face structure, comes out. But that Can't mustache. Be Frank. He's got a mustache. I think he calls him the fancy man a uniform or a costume. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not fancy. No, he's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He knows that it's Frank, it sounds like, or at it's least so- he figures it out at the end. And um, how is how is ever Laura Dern's character going to get with him at the end of the movie after the scene where Isabella Rossellini shows up naked, yeah, bruised and beaten and naked, yep. and talks about and hugs him naked and, and tells him she loves him naked? <laughs> She screams. He doesn't deny anything. Love her. He does not deny disease. Yeah, he just looks more guilty. He should have been like, "She's crazy. Don't worry about her." Her mom and says, "He put his disease in me." My secret lover. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I was. I I did put my disease." So how is her mom? I'm gonna marry your daughter. (laughs) Like, and you know, his mom, her mom told her husband, who's the cop, what went down in the living room and what she said. And that she was hugging him and telling him she loved him. Yeah. So maybe he the clearly cop says, Look, don't tell anybody about this and the yellow guy being my partner and stuff. <laughs> and I'll let you fucking yeah. get around on my daughter's insides for a while. Yep. There is like no way, Laura, between Laura Dern, her mom, and her father, there's no way he's ever dating her. Because one no. of them's going to stop it. Oh, uh, yeah. And Laura Dern's she reactions. She never fucking date him. No, the, her she reactions. Should. She seems like she's going to, though. Her action is very over the top um, acting when with her where she opens her mouth gape, and gapes. Oh, and that's cring- the worst for Laura Dern. It's some of her worst perf- acting ever in this movie, Laura Dern. She's yeah, it's embarrassing for her because she she is pretty capable as an actor. She has been, yeah, but not um, in this. But once no. again, I feel like David Lynch is definitely driving the actors to do what he wants. So he was probably asking her for more, but uh, her mom doesn't react as crazy as no. Laura Dern does. <laughs> yeah, because she's seen it all before. It's, her mom's yeah. like in her like in the 80s, she would have been like 50, 50 or 60 years old. That must have been like shocking to see yep. <laughs> what was seeing. I mean, there's some shocking scenes in this. Like, I won't deny that. And that oh, still yeah. is shocking. Yeah. Um, and that is like again you could probably watch a 10 minute clip on youtube and see what the big hype is about this movie because it is truly surreal as we've already talked about when fucking hopper's throwing on lipstick and kissing jeffrey while the chick's dancing on the roof in the background and his i forgot about that part (laughs) like that (laughs) and he's like giving him the kiss of death i guess and threatening to kill him though i don't know why they don't just kill him but anyway it doesn't I don't know why it, either. It, That's it, never explained because they it, kill. He kills. He kills Ben, and they he kill kills lots of people. The yellow man, but he doesn't kill Jeffrey. Yeah, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. He has yeah. like all the opportunity in the world. If they were like in the city and they heard some people coming, or they heard police sirens or something, and then they got, ran away. But no, yeah. they're in the middle of nowhere. Um, what was I, in the yellow guy's? brain at the end was that a piece of brain i thought that was his brain coming out of his head could have been a door uh, a a tv knob or something it was a fucking horrible effect there was no way to tell it just looked like something on the side of his head how did he get there what happened i thought his brain was protruding out of his head and i thought that he do that I'm not saying they do. I'm saying that's what it looked like to me. Uh, not, no, none that, of it yeah, makes you're sense. right. That is what it looks like. He's also standing. Like, and like, if he had that kind of a head wound, why is he standing? 
standing yeah. there as if he's um, frozen in time. It looks to me like it's like one of those things where the electricity is still firing the muscles, but the brain is gone. I guess. So I'm fine with him standing there like that if he's been fucking brained with something. I but, get, okay, but... But, like, the the effects on that have to be more... Understandable? Clear. Yeah. And then I have something clear on. sticking out of his head, a knife or a, a spike or a something Anything, yeah why were Not they just, killed though why is the yellow man killed and why is ben killed what what, what, what why was the yellow man involved in what did he have a part in was he there to yeah, solve like, it and he got i know shot? once happens? the once the police do the 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 raid like you can assume that most of his gang is captured or killed but i don't know why things went so wrong when they were killing uh dorothy's husband because like, did he like struggle and somehow the cop that was there to help with those murders get killed, or was that cop there to stop it and finally like try and act like he wasn't in on it? I don't mm-hmm. un- I, like. And then Jeffrey walks in and he's like, "Oh, I'm used to seeing people standing there, not moving, bleeding. So I'm just gonna sneak up to this guy and like act like nothing's going on. I'd be back out the door. That he's standing. Like I'm out of here. God damn it! Jeffrey's- Jeffrey constantly doesn't leave at the right times. No. He stays in the thing in the closet in the beginning too long. And yep. Isabel Rossellini is getting undressed, so I can understand sticking around a tiny bit longer. Yeah. But like just he every decision made in this movie, just about by everybody, yeah. is the wrong decision. Or no decision. No, it just It's totally yeah. true. I needed more. I needed them to struggle against what was coming a bit more. Like, uh, oh, oh, I'm in over my head. This went wrong. Now I, oh, oh, I got busted. Right. Like that's what needed to happen. Not like just a bit more, just a bit more. Especially when not even they understand why they're doing it. Because I fucking don't. Yeah. Watching it happen, and I, I can't just be like, oh, so you just like kind of walk around with a blindfold on through like a freeway and hope for the best. That's how you run your shit. And he was killed. It was like, well, yeah, that was coming. Duh. I don't even understand the police raid at the end or what went down there and then what went down in her apartment that, that Ben and that guy were both there. Like, there's no indication. Things just happened We and we don't know why and then we see the aftermath of it. But, like, yeah. it's very confusing and, ma- once again, messed up, which is he's always going for the messed up. That's his, you know, his signature, but... Yeah, you you could make things messed up and have them also make sense. A good example of that would be a movie we've already done that held up, like um, the uh, what's the uh, the one with the drug addiction where everyone's addicted. To, Requiem, Requiem for a dream. Requiem, Requiem yeah. for a dream is a very very messed up movie. Very messed yes. up movie, similar to this, but it all makes sense. I understand how yeah. everybody the, ends up at the end of that movie. Yeah, their motives, the characters' there. motives make sense. They all have a motive for why they're doing. The mother you is doing what she's doing because she's going to be on a TV the, the show. That is correct. Right? And you, and you, at one point, we were all cheering for all of those characters who were all, like we said, they were street-level dealers. And we were like, I hope they succeed and get out yeah. of there safe. But then they didn't. And we were like, ah, well, that's what happens when you play with fire. And I get it. This movie is not like that. No, you can make up a you can make a movie that's very very messed up and shocking and have it all make sense. It doesn't have to be like th- this way. Like li- all, I think all of Lynch's movies are this way. He doesn't put the time and effort into making things make sense, and everyone like gave him all this credit or praised him for his movies being so messed up and confusing 
But at the end of the day, there's no skill behind what he's doing. Yeah. He's I, just I, like throwing, I think I refer to it as throwing spaghetti against the wall and then like, and then saying, there you go. We have like, a word for this on Hold Up. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> this yeah. movie is nonsense. It's nonsense. This Anyone movie is who nonsense. tries to defend it too. Not good nonsense either. Because no. I think we all love a good good nonsense movie. Yep. It can we, be funny. It can be fun, entertaining. But this we, is like not. We went we went to some YouTube videos after watching this because I feel like one of us turned them on because we had to to watch to see what people were saying in defense of this movie. And yeah, like ninety-five percent favorable on Rotten Tomatoes. And 95. everything, everything yeah. they were saying in those videos to defend this movie was nonsense. It was yes. all like psychobabble. Yeah, it was psychobabble is a good term for it. It was all like that's how it makes sense if you look at it this certain way. And put it into this context, which clearly David Lynch did not do make the no. movie in that way. That's this person's interpretation of it to make themselves feel better that they like it. Um, yeah. To convince themselves why it's a good movie or to convince themselves as why yeah. it was considered critically acclaimed. It's like but, you have a connect the dots diagram with no numbers or order. And these people are just drawing a picture within the dots and like, look how great it is. It's like that's that's not yeah. that's not what it is. You just yeah, like, and that was not you, the intent. The filmmaker had made it, so like no. you're you're just like making up an excuse for why it's it's revolutionary or groundbreaking. So I actually heard that the working title for this movie before they came up with um with a uh, blue velvet was arbitrary. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> No, I'm just I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's because everything in this movie just happens because you got me. Because they want to be fucked up because they want to drive the next fucked up moment and they're trying yeah. to drive tension for no fucking real effect. Like there's I, no I mean, what the fuck? There's no examination into like the dangerous underbelly of small town America here. Like you can rest assured there aren't a ton of people like Frank who somehow found a group of people to follow him, which is weird. You wonder how is what is his henchman getting out of this? As he's huffing, they look terrified all the time, unsure of what he'll do. Like he must be making them so much money, but they all seem like super into it. And you just cannot. If you had a gangster who was like just ruthless and like murdering randomly, eventually they're just going to run amok of the wrong people and they won't run successful businesses. They could not. Frank could not run a successful business with how he is and acts, and, a, and he's so yeah. huffed up on fucking whatever he's huffing in, in from wherever. No one's doing long-term business with this guy. Everyone no. in a high position in the criminal world would be looking at this guy and saying, he's unstable, he's a heat scorer, this guy's an instant fucking jail uh, sentence. Yeah, he's into too many things, like drugs, he's, he's into crazy. kidnapping, he's into murder. He's, just gonna, he's either going to get caught by the cops or fucked up by someone who he kidnaps. That's Especially the wrong person Especially in a do. small town, too, because Frank would stick out like a sore thumb and he has no, he has no sense of uh, decorum or has no sense of keeping things under his hat. Subtlety. He's, he's the yeah, not no subtle. subtlety. The cops no would be able to tail him. Fucking yeah. Jeffrey could tail him and photograph him in the wide open doing like really questionable illegal things. The cops couldn't put surveillance on this guy and bust him within a week of his fucking face huffing. Hey, hey Brent, where's that hose connected that he's huffing from? Uh, it's connected right to his asshole. <laughs> and also, <laughs> oh fuck, I need to take that move. And also, like the cop, the, the cop that's Laura Dern's father, who's a detective, would would have already known about Frank because he is so yeah. obvious. 
that he would have been on their radar for a long time. And like John said, Unless they would he's have already... involved, man. Him and they, the Yellow Man. Yeah. That's the way that that makes sense is that they are implicated in those crimes. They are involved. Which but they're at just least the Yellow Man doing and he's things. been steering Laura Dern's dad wrong because... It's clear that guy's had a fucking uh, a couple lobotomies. But they're walking around <laughs> doing things in the open in a town of like th- what it was twenty five hundred people. Yeah, There's no none way of this that town they makes wouldn't... sense. You also don't have a lounge act in a town of twenty five hundred people. <laughs> you don't have a fucking organized crime like this in fucking twenty five hundred yeah. town people. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense town at peoples. all. So anybody who's trying to talk about this <laughs> as small yeah. town American seediness underbelly underbelly is awful it's uh it's not an example of that at all i don't think that was david lynch's intent once again i think this is just a person i know he's an artist he he's a painter and he's a writer and he's many different things but um i think a lot of his movies caught on as happy accidents and then he got a reputation and he could, he could get some money how is this guy put in charge of uh of a hundred million dollar movie like Dune, like yeah, that, and, that's and that shocking. it was so bad that he got that work one is after. A weird, that one is a weird one. It would be like putting the guy who wrote Donnie Darko like to direct a Marvel movie. It doesn't make any sense at all. As his second outing, yeah, I I kind of agree with that. Like you, you got to take chances, and sometimes you hit lucky. And some of these guys, like I mean, this is how you got to come up at some point. I just I feel like it's because of the three or four shocking scenes in this movie that they're like David Lynch, wow, and not because like Blue Velvet is an amazing movie because yeah. it's not. It's, it, it's Blue memorable. Velvet has fucked up shit in it, and that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, it's memorable in a bad way, bad way, and that is it. That's like, what I think. I won't, yeah, like Hillary Brent's Brent's girlfriend Hillary watched this movie with us for the first time, and she was shocked. She's so open to this experience, too, of a fucked up yeah, thriller. Yeah, and she'll never forget watching this movie, but that doesn't make it good. And I think that's It's because she problem. watched it with us, though. That's why. No, no. <laughs> if she would have watched this alone, she would have probably had a nervous breakdown. Thank God we were there to help her get through this tra- this trauma of what this movie is. <laughs> yeah, the movie is trauma-inducing. It's, it's a giant it is trauma-inducing. piece of shit. <laughs> I, I want to call it. Can I call it? This is my birthday movie. I can't believe I have to wait another <laughs> year to pick a fucking movie. Yeah, you don't get to pick anything for a year after God this. Damn. <laughs> God damn. God damn. So I'll just go here. It doesn't hold up, and I'm Aww. not going to fucking express any further opinions. Brand uh, pick be- blue velvet. You guys picked it. It's a witness on the fucking last recording. I said, hey, here's some things I'm thinking about, and you guys both jumped at it like hungry animals, so blame yourselves, too. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Well, we, we picked it out of your three. What were your other two, just out of curiosity, that we could have done other than this? Um, I wrote them down. No Country for Old Men. Oh, right. I thought we did that one. Yeah, I think that's why we didn't. And then... Um, yeah, hold uh, up, it was a way. couple Lynch. It was this. I was thinking about Mulholland Drive. Uh, shit. I can't remember the other one. Mulholland Drive. The other would one be, would have been the Oh, Miller's Another Crossing and Black Swan, which I. Yes, Miller's Crossing, good. Black Swan. Well, we'll those both those would have been list. better choices. Yeah, I, yeah I, well, I, we'll add them to the list. It's okay. Nice. We should do both of those soon. Yes. We should, yeah. Colin, you going to call it too? What do you think? Put thinking? this one to bed. Yeah, I remember, guys, I've seen this movie a ton. Like, like 
f- former host of the sh- one of the hosts of the show, Paul Helmer, and friend of mine, when we were kids, uh, he loved this movie, and he's the one who turned me on to it. Him and my older brother, and they used to quote it all the time. So I watched this movie quite a bit when I was younger. But once again, I watched it because it was fucked up, and I thought that that was cool because uh, it was so messed up. But yeah, watching it today, it it doesn't even come close to holding up. It's a really bad, bad movie. It's uh, it's yeah. a dumpster fire of a movie. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> John, I kind of liked it. No, I didn't. I hated it. <laughs> I hated. It. You were going to be fun with that. I, I would love to hear what the, what you would have said after that. I can't defend any of this. I mean, like I said before, the, the shocking scenes are very shocking and like interesting and different to watch. You're like, wow, weird. Like I never would. What am I watching? Why is this happening while this is happening in the background? And it's just kind of what he's become somewhat famous for. And I'm just starting to doubt that there's any wisdom behind it. It's just like, what would be fucked in the background here? If I can, let's get a really weird older chick dancing on the car roof. Uh, okay. Yeah. And what's happening here? They're just holding him and kissing him with lipstick. And it's all very creepy and threatening. <laughs> that, that is my favorite scene, though. It's the craziest scene. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the craziest. <laughs> it's the one where where Hillary was verbally questioning what we were watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then then there's like one of the more supposed to be intense scenes is is where Frank comes in and rapes her while Kyle watches from the from the closet. Um, that's the scene where I decided that um, Hopper was too over the top for this role because it it seems really fake. Like when he finally jumps on top of her and he's like, yeah, it's like, I'm like, that's, that, that's just, that um, was an excellent cartoon spring noise. And, and he a, played that like a cartoon character. Me. Yeah. Right. yeah and there's I, I'm a like, trivia. what? That, that's, there's a trivia. No. There's a trivia where, where <laughs> uh, David Lynch couldn't stop laughing during that scene. And Isabella Rossellini was like perturbed or upset that he kept laughing when they were filming that and then she said that later every time she watched it in the movie she would laugh too so so i don't know if he was making that intentionally to be a rape scene to be comedy but if he was that's pretty intended to be anything else i guess but i don't think that was the intent like i I kind of laugh now because it's so over the top but it but Lynch laughed at it. That's what I'm saying. No, is I know. If, if yeah. that's him trying to be funny, then that's a really fucked up way of trying to be funny is to have a rape scene that's comedy. Wah, wah. Yeah. That's awful. That's That makes him a... I, I think it's... Clown horns in there. I think it's so bad it's funny. Like, that. that's the unfortunate bit now. Is, Maybe. Is we've just been exposed to such a higher, more nuanced... Um, set of actors who can pull off the, the the Dennis Hopper crazy like that's what Hopper is known for is being wild and crazy and out there man and like uh, but he's the best right most renowned for maybe true romance where he pulled it back 15 notches but he's still Dennis Hopper right like he's that's where he shine in this romance is so great yeah yeah but it but in this he's like they, they were just like no you go man you go fucking as crazy as you can because no one would have seen crazy on screen like this like that um, so that's why also, pe- that's why it's stuck in people's head. And, this and, is after Apocalypse Now, so that would have been like the the where he's like, be that guy. Yeah, be that guy times ten for this. Um, and so now I think this movie really suffers from the fact that it's it's a victim of its own hype, and people couldn't figure out what to make of it, so they called it a masterpiece. And there were parts of this that would make you want to turn them back on and be like, want to see something fucked? But that does not make this movie good. And just because 
a lot of people say this movie is great and special, blah, blah, blah. It's not. It's it's trash. It's hot trash. It's just yeah. it's some some ideas that you could probably pull from and make a good psychological horror, but it would be more from the perspective of don't do this. Don't do that. That's too over the top. No, no, no. Don't make it look like this. Don't edit it like this. Don't shoot it like this. Don't structure it like this, but have the lipstick and the dancing on the roof and have some kind of a crazy scene that that you could relate to to interesting sexual awakenings or sexual exploration that gets like dark but it would be like from an interesting perspective that i would understand or at least understand why the characters are doing and liking or not liking not just like not this not this the only time i've seen someone does not um, hold up who who doesn't know what they're doing that um that it was successful because they didn't know what they were doing is probably the original cut of Donnie Darko. Um, but I don't think Lynch ever knows what any of these things mean. Um, Roger Ebert was obsessed with Mulholland Drive for years and years and actually went up to Lynch at a party once and told Lynch what he th- his theory of Mulholland what Mulholland Drive, Drive really Velvet. meant. Blue hmm? Mulholland. Mulholland Drive? Mulholland, Mulholland? No, it was uh, Mulholland Drive. He actually went up to to him at a party and told him what his theory was on Mulholland Drive to see if he would tell him if he was right or not. And apparently Lynch just laughed in his face because I believe that Lynch didn't know what it meant either. I don't think he knows what things mean in his movies. I like once again think he throws them together because it's crazy. Yeah. But doesn't actually have there. There's no metaphors or there's no hidden meanings behind his his films. Yeah, his movies are all like a Trump speech. They're just fucking thrown at the wall. <laughs> yeah. Just a fucking random assortment of fucking bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's what I think they are. And I, I think Donnie Darko was that too. It just so happened that he got a good editor who edited Donnie Darko into something amazing. But everything that guy has made since Donnie Darko has been trash. Yeah. So like, once again, I think he just got real lucky. Whereas I don't know if Lynch has gotten lucky um it was yeah now i'm gonna have to watch them yeah (laughs) now i'm interested has he ever made anything that that i would like find shocking but not because it's so bad wild at heart would be one we could look at um definitely mulholland drive would be the top of my list that would be one of the bigger budget but uh, how can it it doesn't make any sense yeah well it might be well we'll i don't know we'll um we'll think about queuing that one up for an episode in the future well, let's see what we got coming up uh, over December, and hopefully it's going to be a fuckload better than this movie was. Um, so instead of doing all Christmassy, all December, we're going to keep with some other movies leading up to. Uh, that way we'll have Christmas episodes forever instead of running out of ideas. So next week, um, we're actually going to build on Brent's uh, former list because I want to see this, the Coen Brothers' Miller Cr- Miller's Crossing a uh, little bit of a gangsta, old-timey gangsta movie. Then we're going to follow up with Fincher in the game. Uh, then Fincher again with Black Swan. Fincher did Black Swan? No, that's Aronofsky. Yeah. It was that's Aronofsky. Aronofsky. It's yeah. Aronofsky. Oh, my God. Some great directors coming up. And then for Christmas, we're going to take it easy. A little bit of rom com stuff going on here in Four Christmases. So there you go. You got some time to get all those up into your eye holes and Merry ear holes and Christmas, other holes. Christmas, bitches. <laughs> and then you should definitely spend December fucking anything that moves. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. Do you spend cheers, December that way? Cheers to your fucks. Cheers to your fucks. <laughs> right on. Well, folks, thanks for coming over for this one. We watch these movies so that you don't have to, um, and you probably don't want to waste your time uh, around here. Uh, check out the YouTube clips. You get everything you need to out of David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Uh, other than that, we will check you in the next one from Miller's Crossing coming up next week. Thanks for coming out. It's a pleasure to have you. We'll see you next time, folks. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.